This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Through a lot of the Duke Report today, and um, next up, we actually, in the green room here, have the great Tommy Kerrigan, one of the Duke Report's featured journalists. So for those who uh, are not aware, you can, of course, go here to the Duke Report. And uh, George is also a featured journalist. I guess we didn't say that in your way in, George. Sorry. Of course, you are also a featured journalist here on the Duke Report. And uh, Tommy Kerrigan featured here on the Duke Report. And uh, let's j- dive into Tommy's latest. So, hey, Tommy. Uh, here hey, you good, are. Tommy. I'm doing very good. How are you guys? I have uh, terrible allergies and... <laughs> and feel like shit. So uh, I was uh, I was just here to kind of check in to see that George is still alive. I thought George would have been. I thought you would have been killed by now. Talking about <laughs> pandemics, small nuclear reactors. It's just every day I wake up and I'm like, he's still going. He's still going. It's like it's like going double or nothing in a casino. You just keep doubling down. Have you ever done that? Have you, I remember I was at. I was at a casino with one of my friends in 2014, and we were so shit faced. We we just wanted to leave, and we, so we just we took our we each took our like chips and put it all on red, and we won. We were like shit, so we did it again, put it all on red, and it was some like mathematical and pop. Finally lost, and we were so happy. I kind of keep checking in on George. I'm like, well, he's over there. George is he's trying to go to the war zone. I'm like, wow. Good Lord in heaven. He just keeps doubling down and tripling down. So, George, I'm happy that the chips are still stacking and that, knock on wood, <laughs> you haven't been killed by the KGB yet. <laughs> Tommy, uh, you, uh, if you're tired, uh, it's all right, because you already did most of the heavy lifting here uh, in your most recent post, uh, which is featured on the Duke Report. Oh, it looks beautiful. like you uh, talked with, let me get this here, a Dr. Richard Fox, MD. Uh, they can't let the pandemic end, so... Let's click on this. Uh, Again, the Duke Report makes it easy for you, everyone. You just dive right in. Maybe I'll leave it on mute a little bit and let uh, George and Peter uh, comment. Yeah, you you don't need need to play. They can go on. They're here to listen to George. We're going to show it uh, to the audience, but I'm going to leave it on mute so we can talk over it. This is Dr. Richard Fox. This is your latest link on the Duke Report and and, and your channel and everything. So give us a little, uh, little wind down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Fox is a he's a badass guy. He's running for uh, Congress out of California. The day before that, I had on uh, General Flynn's brother and talked about election integrity, and that was really cool. Um, and then uh, two days before, I had on Dr. Malone again. I had on Bobby Ann Cox, a lawyer in New York, talking about legislation to start constructing medical detainment facilities in New York State and how they're authorizing uh, the use of armed force to uh, to put people in there if they're suspected of having uh, come in contact with a communicable disease. So, on the one hand, it's 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 uh, it's material for a lot of great episodes. On the other hand, it just seems to be confirmation that we are indeed spiraling into a dystopian hellscape. <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, I, I watched the uh, Bobby Ann Cox uh, interview that uh, that Tommy oh, had, yeah. and and I was. 
first of all, she's she's great at what she's trying to do, but her, uh, and I'll, I'll say this with caution, her naivete about the forces that she's up against. Like she just saw this law and said, well, this is illegal. You can't do this. And she filed a lawsuit without realizing that she's, you know, basically going up against the, uh, the, the bio global uh, takeover of the planet and that uh, she's going up against things that, you know, Alex Jones has been screaming about for 20 years and that, you know, uh, billions, if not trillions of dollars have been dedicated to kind of moving forward. And, and, and she's like this, you know, little ant standing on the train track going, you can't do this. It's, it's uh, she's an interesting woman. Well, you know, I, I do commend, I do commend her efforts. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I know. It kind of, you know, it's like six months before Rogan had on Dr. Malone, it was like me with like 500 subscribers saying like (laughs) the same thing, like you can't do this. And like, sure. It's, a lot of it's futile, but at the same time, it's like, if it is all over, might as well go out with two middle fingers. Sure, you sure. Might as well be the, I, I get what you're saying too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, and I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even suggesting that it's futile. I, I'm, yeah. I, I just, I, it was, it was curiously, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We all got into this. I got into this from George, right. Five years ago with the, with the finger going around on the, on the thumbnails and, I didn't have any idea about, you know, the, the uh, about uh, uh, Carol Quigley and the round table and uh, the uh, F- F- Council on Foreign Relations, the Rockefellers and all of the other intrigues uh, uh, that have been basically shaping uh, our uh, our time here on the planet. Uh, and, and so the more that you dig into it, the more that you realize, you know, how much these forces are actually controlling things, then you, you know, it changes the frame. It changes the way that you look at things. And one of the things that I think is really interesting, uh, uh, and, and, uh, George has been there and kind of witnessed a lot of this is that a lot of the people that we run into are, are attorneys, uh, that are, are starting to figure out that things aren't exactly the way that they're laid out in the constitution, that, that the rule of law um, might be closer to Santa Claus than, than actually uh, uh, the way that we live. And uh, uh, those, the, those people who have made law and order uh, their business, they, they have a real hard time kind of getting their arms around what they're up against. Ooh. Well, yeah, I mean, my five years of tangling with the legal system is certainly one of, uh, you know, it's a way bigger monster than you are. And, you know, your polyphemus is the monster and you must blind the monster to even have a chance. (laughs) It's, it's an Odysseus tale for sure. It's, it's certainly of epic proportions that we have in front of us, but the great Peter Duke taught me, the story clock paradigm where the, no matter how much uh, you're up against, you gather all the things you need from the three o'clock hour to the nine o'clock hour so that you can win before the clock strikes midnight. And you gather them in a bag called the Duke Report and you bring them all together into one place where 
the public can <laughs> link and learn. So let's head back to the Duke report. I was thinking actually a little exercise. If you guys wanted, we could uh, do like a control F and do keywords. I could do like Ukraine or any other thing in the news and dive through that or any other way you wanted to do the Duke report. I think just uh, letting Tommy do jokes. No, no I was going to say that was an incredible plug. The way you just maneuvered that, you put them all in a bag to the Duke report. There you go. It's him. So we're going through the Duke report. Well, just so that that the audience understands, I created the Duke report because so many of the sources of of, uh, information that I use every day to try to figure out what's actually really going on in the world had been banned or kind of you know, blown off of whatever platform they were on. I just needed to collect them all in one place. And, uh, and try to figure out where they are. I did just notice, though, when I clicked on the last 10 stories for Tommy Kerrigan that uh, uh, that link wasn't working. So I need to go. Now, now, now something on my list I got to go fix. Probably has something to do with Odyssey. But um, I did work on the Duke Report uh, all weekend, though, because uh, you might notice that the fonts are a little bit different. And uh, yeah. I, we're trying to make it a little bit easier to read. We're trying to make it work uh, better on mobile devices. Uh uh, to the extent that I've got, I'm not a, a software developer, and uh, I'm trying to do this on, you know, whatever the the meager funds are that I have to apply to it at this point. Uh, but uh, uh, I think that it's gotten significantly better over the weekend. And if you're looking at it on an iPhone or an iPad, it's going to be a lot easier for you to, to, to consume than it was before. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, George, you want to, we should do like roll the dice. George is up next. Uh, who should we dive into next, George? What do you think? Uh, Ava Bartlett, does uh, Corbett Report, Caitlin Johnstone, Jimmy Dore. Uh, it's all here. Well, for- let, me, let me talk about those two. Yeah. Let me talk about those two really quickly. Um, one of the things that I see happening here in Ukraine is the, the great women reporters of the Syria times um you know obviously sharina shim dead shifa gardi dead but uh vanessa billy not dead uh ava bartlett not dead and ava is in donbass um you know reporting things firsthand so these great women of syria they're syria reporting the people that expose the white helmets and max blumenthal and all that they're doing the they're they're getting it done again they're, um, you know, God bless them for getting in there and telling the truth. You know, Ava Bartlett already just totally uh, dismembered this whole, you know, Russia mass graves bullshit story that they tried to put out. Just one single-handedly, one woman just totally just <laughs> eviscerated this you know, attempt at uh, propaganda. So just Ava, uh, I've had the great honor of talking with her recently and communicating with her recently. She's just an amazing individual. Um, And from a distance, although I had a little tiny, you know, run in with uh, Vanessa Bealey just through a misunderstanding in England, she's the queen bee, man. She's she's picking up Colin Weiskey. Uh, so, so Vanessa Bealey, um, the great, incredible, super courageous woman who was in the, the basements of those uh, buildings that were getting bombed. Where, where do I find her, George? Vanessa Bealey? Vanessa Bealey, uh, B-E-E-L-E-E, 
L-E-Y, excuse me. Um, she's based in the UK. Um, All right, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll go find her. She, so should she be on the Duke report? Yes. Okay, yes. Right. Ava should be on there. And uh, Well, Ava, Ava... Or, He's on there. Yep, we just had yeah. Ava's link up. Yeah. Well, let's go to Ava. You know, I'll stop talking. <laughs> we'll go to the real, I mean... Well, here's uh, Vanessa, the Queen Bee, Vanessa Beely, famous for her Syria war reporting, now picking up the Kolomoisky story. This is a breakthrough. So, yeah, here is uh, Vanessa Beely. This was like, you know, Gonzo saying... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, Kolomoisky, you know, Vanessa Bealy saying Kolomoisky is, you know, like honey from the sky for me. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm constantly adding things onto the Duke report because I'm always finding these, these independent journalists that are winding, you know, I'll, I'll watch somebody's show and they'll uh, pull up a, a website or they'll do an interview with this, with a, a journalist that I'd never heard of before. And I go and I dig into it and I find out, oh, this person's got a lot of great stuff. They're, they're, you know, they need, they need the support. So, um, like I said, the, uh, the Duke report is just kind of a clearinghouse for all this stuff. And, uh, you know, to the extent uh, that we can manage it, I mean, we've got, I don't know, 50 uh, outlets or something uh, uh, on here. And uh, trying to keep up with it every day is kind of like drinking water out of a fire hose because, (laughs) you know, because there are there are so many great people doing stuff out there in the world. But um, you you don't find them all. You, You can't go to The New York Times and find it. You can't go to The Washington Post. You can't go to Breitbart and find this stuff because you're always going to find, you know, whatever the echo chamber, uh, you know, for whatever uh, bias uh, that outlet is confirming. Um, so the, the Duke report kind of mixes, mixes it up. I got a lot of different voices. And if, if you really actually want to try to figure out what's going on, it's, I think it's, it's probably the best place. So here, Peter, let's, so. let's do this uh, impromptu like a game. We'll let our guests take turns. George picked the last one. He picked Ava Bartlett. Tommy, you get to pick next. I'll just start reading the names. You tell me Corey Diggs, Covert Action, Ice Age Farmer, Mark Crispin, uh, Three Thought Project. I was going to say... Uh, any Or any other. <laughs> I was going to say, why why Roe v. Wade and why now? Have you, have, have you thought about... I know that's not on there. I, I don't know. No, if we'll it find is. it. Someone will have it. But, but I was thinking like... I mean, really, with everything, it's just if if COVID has not peeled like your eyelids back, I don't know what will. But from like Ukraine to like, how come all of a sudden they're all on one side? To all of a sudden, Elon Musk is the new orange man bad. I can't help but think like, why something as incendiary as Roe v. Wade, and why now? Am I just looking too into it? Was this just going to happen eventually? Why? Can I now? Can I weigh in on that? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they think that uh, Brett Kavanaugh is a leak. Um, he's a handmaiden for any kind of bi- uh, surveillance that the uh, deep state wants, right? So, uh, but they are going to, uh, I know this is hard for everybody to believe, but they're going to get, 
they're going to get, try to get rid of him. Sheldon Whitehouse, the senator, I believe, from Rhode Island, um, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to take him down. And uh, this is all about the fifth vote, the swing vote and and try to get him removed. And they can. And I predict Julie Swetnick will come out of the shadows. She was threatened to be a witness during the first uh, confirmation hearings. Hearings. Julie Swetnick, Q-level clearance with NIH, Drupal expert, will come out of the shadows to testify against Brett Kavanaugh, and he will be removed. How, how so? So, so, let, so let me ask you this, because, uh, you know, George, you... Uh, uh, you had a lot of, uh, uh, I'll just call it, call it high-octane speculation to protect the channel. <laughs> uh, uh, early early on about um, about Brett Kavanaugh actually going to that Supreme Court high school uh, and about how they were running compromise operations, how the, the powers that be were running compromise operations on all of the, uh, the kids that went to that school in order to be able to basically hold things over their head later on in life if they ever achieved uh, uh, things like uh, uh, being nominated to the Supreme Court. And there, there there was a concerted effort, and I don't know if it was hair pulling in a school play, to use your uh, parlance, but uh, there was a lot of energy about not wanting to have him uh get get uh, approved to be on the Supreme Court you know that the, the arguments were that he was a bushy or that you know there were there were all kinds of other kind of uh, political uh, aspersions made against him but if you looked at his political record I mean he didn't really look that conservative and um, and I just wondered uh, wh- what it is about him that you think they don't really why they there's been such an effort to 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 not have him be there I think I think they think he's a leak. You know, he goes all the way back to Vince Foster, you know, interviewing people who were there the night of, you know, uh, by the National Park Service, you know, intimidating witnesses. So they think he's one of the compromised in far as D.C. goes. Um, They, you know, uh, he's he's now they have questions about him. And they're going to get rid of him. And Sheldon Whitehouse will in- initiate, uh, my prediction, Senator from uh, Rhode Island, I believe, or Connecticut, I can't remember which, I think it's Rhode Island, will initiate an investigation of him and he will be removed as the uh, swing so, vote. So you think that he's the person who leaked the information? Who leaked the memo? I think they think he's a leak. I think they think he's a leak. Um, I don't think he's the leak. Um, he had a very checkered history um, when he was going uh, to uh, when he was in college, going from uh, Ivy League school to Ivy League school. They had these kids, these Potomac, uh, Maryland kids that were having these you know outrageous parties, and it's going to be. Uh, I mean, if it hits the Senate floor, with Julie Swetnick testifying. You're going to see everything. It's going to be worse than uh, Clarence Thomas. So, so, but has that ever been done to a Supreme Court justice? Clarence Thomas. Yep. But he was that that was on his confirmation hearing. He wasn't. 
in order to in order to do something about a sitting uh, Supreme Court justice, you have to impeach them, don't you? You can, and he, they will. Do Do you think this is like a just like a an all out, no holds barred rush to get? literally everyone vaccinated do you think that they've looked let's say that it is like the bio global elite so it transcends like four year and two year and six year elections do you think they're looking at it as like we have to get them on that it's not your body your choice um is that too tinfoil no, I just think they think of him as a loose cannon as a as as Not, not that I mean Roe v. Wade like right now, do you think they're going? Hey, let's Roe v. Wade on. Roe v. Roe v. Wade is just to try to get people on the left excited about something other than the Ukraine war, because <laughs> Azov Army, <laughs> yeah, Azov Army is a bunch of Nazis with a bunch of human shields as kids with kids and women, and yeah, it's, it's, and that's not a good story. So let's do Roe v. Wade. It's like those those chants in downtown New York the other day. They're chanting like as off, as off. And you can see there's like you can see there's not a lot of people because there are a lot of people who are going, Wait, hold on, are we really doing this? Like are we it's not it doesn't have that visceral energy as like the twenty twenty riots, right? They need some they need the true inner harpy demon in them to get you gotta get the the veins coming up on the neck and that's what within like 10 minutes last night they were already screaming outside supreme court they can't scud or azov doesn't get the doesn't get the blood boiling right you really got to have these people just screaming until their face turns purple so if we if we could do our due diligence here on the duke report with uh, the roe v wade story we've got three uh stories on the duke report discussing roe v wade today we've got information liberation uh, with Supreme Court has voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, leaked draft opinion suggests. We've got Cheryl Atkinson, abortion developments all in one place, including original Roe v. Wade decision. And we've got Glenn Greenwald, the irrational, misguided discourse surrounding Supreme Court controversies such as Roe v. Wade. Uh, maybe, Peter, you want to dive into one of those three? I've never yeah, heard of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, You've never heard of what? All of them, really. I've heard of Glenn Greenwald. I haven't heard of Cheryl or Information Liberation. So. Uh, information Liberation is, is, is a great source. And Cheryl Atkinson was a famous CBS investigative reporter. I think she was CBS, and she was the one that uh, famously was hacked. Uh, and uh, and then her uh, television station didn't protect her. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't really care. Um, uh, I wanted to loop back uh, uh, to. To Tommy's comment, though, because it, it brings up something that I hadn't really thought of, and that is, uh, you know, there uh, a lot of people when the vaccination mandates were were uh, arriving, uh, were were kind of um, punking uh, the people on the right were punking the people on the left by saying, "My body, my choice," yeah. right? And and Roe v. Wade is the thing that kind of uh, is the is the uh, shield. Of, or the uh, the legal shield of my body, my choice. It's the thing that they always hold up. And so, to Tommy's point, uh, if if the elimination of Roe v. Wade by the you know globo homo uh, uh, people who control the world, whatever you want to call them, uh, is a, I like that actually. What? That was pretty good. I mean, you just yeah, globo homo. Well, that's a four chan. I agree. My, that's my, I mean, you know. yeah. My four chan is showing. Um, <laughs> then, uh, then, uh, 
uh, then that winds up becoming a very interesting uh, kind of conundrum, right, for a lot of people uh, who have been against Roe versus Wade. But if Roe versus Wade is actually the, uh, the precedent. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. For example, for throwing out uh, vaccine mandates or something, uh, then you wind up having this uh, kind of uh, political uh, uh, Gordian knot, right? <laughs> Where you've got all of these different conflicting uh, uh uh, uh, points of view that are all kind of like tangled together. So uh, it's 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 an interesting uh, it's an interesting uh, idea that you brought up, Tommy. That uh, that that this may not necessarily be really about abortion as much as it's about vaccines. It it might. I want to say you know the Duke report kind of reminds me of like what Reddit once was. Like you go to it and actually find cool shit from around. I mean, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. It actually God would log in at lunch in high school and just surf through Reddit. And I always thought it was so great versus now just the circle jerk propaganda shithole that it is. So, yeah. so props, props Duke report. Well, thanks. I mean, like I said, it just really started out as a way for, for uh, uh, Carrie and I to uh, keep track of what's going on. And then we thought, well, we might as well just make it available for everybody. So hell yeah, that's the deal. And George, so, uh, I was going to say, on your, can you enlighten me on, I saw on your Twitter, a Canadian general was arrested by Russia. Why is that not like front page news? Well, it's, uh, it's all sources from, um, you know, RT and, you know, Sputnik and stuff. And, and so everybody thinks it's disinformation. And I kind of have that. You know, I want to touch it with like a ten foot pole, gotcha. and poke it a little bit. Before I, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play it on graphics. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to in, inhale the story yet because I don't understand. You know why there this guy who was a general and then he gets out of the service and then all of a sudden he shows up in a softball and he really doesn't have any background in bio agents. And what I'm looking for in Azovstal, this kind of bunker, this hideout, this kind of Fuhrer bunker, uh, I'm looking for somebody who's running the the ethnic cleansing of Donbass. And to me, if if I don't find the guy who's ethnically cleansing Donbass, I'm not really interested. And this guy doesn't have that background. This Heinz Feldman that I've been following a long time and great research by Mark Kulak and stuff has, has followed uh, the scientist Heinz Feldman. There's another second Heinz Feldman. So th- there's Heinz, the NATO general, who's kind of had a checkered history with bio, bio agents. So, so this is a mixed story. And I'm when I saw this Cartier guy being put out, I said, wait a minute, is this kind of like red meat that they're throwing out for the 
for the people who don't do their fact checking. And so that's why I've kind of laid off this Cartier story. But, you know, you're right, Tommy, there, there are people emerging every day from this Fuhrer bunker in Azovstal, this neo-Nazi Fuhrer bunker. So we'll see. Could, uh, could you also touch on the thing you, you tweeted about those nuclear reactors, I think, in Ontario? Is that related to any of this or is that something? No, on? no, it's just, I mean, I, I talked to a long time ago, this guy named Bill Taylor and or his nephew or brother or something. And it turned out Bill Taylor, the ambassador who was behind the Trump uh, impeachment, his father was a big expert in portable nuclear uh, power plants, you, like something that you could deliver even from a helicopter. And out of Fort Belvoir, and, um, you know, these new reactors are talking about spreading and sprinkling all over Canada uh, kind of fit the bill. You know, you got Bill Gates, you know, involved. And it's it just one of those kind of Schwabian things where you go, is this the green agenda? Is this why they want to shut down the, the coal plants? Because they want to, because they've, you know, cornered the market on, fissionable fuel and this is kind of like the next shooter drop so yeah uh well george while we're diving into your information it actually is your sub stack that links on the duke report not your twitter um but i want to get back over to the duke report and dive into your your sub stack and uh i think it's three or four days old the the, the most recent one on there but i have heard that certain journalists have been known to call the editor of the duke report and say peter please Put me to the top. Put me to the top. So uh, on your next Substack, we can call. Well, well the, 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 yeah. The, well, the way it, a secret phone line where you can, you know, say, I, I need the top story today. You know. Well, it, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's funny that you say that. I I do uh, uh, at least once a day. I try to go through and move whatever's new up to the top. And mm-hmm. like I said, if I had the development dollars, I would have that all automated, and it would all be doing it. Uh, uh, automatically, but uh, uh, you know, generally, you know, you know, you'll see Mark Crispin Miller up at the top of the Duke Report a lot because that guy posts sometimes three times a day, and he like he he writes he writes a lot. So um, uh, you know, the uh, the key to the whole thing is just trying to. I just try to keep it fresh. So if somebody like John Darbyshire does a a podcast every Friday, he's been doing it every Friday for. 15 years called Radio Derb. And on on Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, I'll push John Darbyshire up to the top of the right-hand column. Um, you know, and after a day or two, I'll move him down again. I'll find somebody who's got something newer and I'll put it up at the top because, you know, not everybody uh, comes to the Duke Report every day, but I like the pe- I like to kind of service the people who do come. And so I'll, uh, I'll wind up, uh, you know, pushing all, as much new stuff as you want. So uh, George and I have talked about this. George knows that he could game the Duke report if he just started posting. If he just started posting stuff all the time on that sub stack, it would go up there or, or any other uh, publishing platform that has RSS. Uh, the thing is about Twitter is that, uh, and there are Twitter aggregators. I suppose I could probably build a twitter.thedukereport.com and kind of aggregate Twitter feeds also. Uh, but that seems to be something that people who are on Twitter can do with lists. So, well, Tommy, too. Next time you have Dr. Robert Malone on, Tommy, make sure you 
let Peter know so he can get you on the top of the Duke report, right? I'll, but, I'll, uh, I'll spam it. <laughs> well, Dr. Malone, Dr. Malone, Dr. Malone, uh, 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 Peter um, McCullough and Dr. Cottrell, I got all the doctors down there and uh, Children's Health Defense, they're down there in a little block of their own. Um, uh, lower right-hand corner. Or actually, I don't know how low it is. Halfway down on the right side. Um, do you do you think kind of on the note earlier of um, Roe v. Wade and actually using it to kind of to bum rush through with vaccines? Do you think that's what they're doing with with Elon? Do you think it's kind of controlled opposition and when everyone's going to cheer for like free speech, like spaceman, rocket man, meme lord? And really what it's going to be is because he's talked about how he wants everyone to be uh, verified on Twitter so that there can't be like bot swarms. Is this just another backdoor for digital ID? Well, in 2014, when Chuck Johnson uh, was having problems with uh, Twitter uh, and he was talking to Jack Dorsey about it, um, you know, the suggestion that Chuck made that I thought was a a good suggestion was that uh, if you... Uh, if you that you could pay to be verified, and that if you wanted to be anonymous, you could, but you'd have to pay for it. That is, uh, if you wanted to have a free account on Twitter, uh, that uh, you'd have to use your your real name. And if you wanted to have, if you wanted to be anonymous, mm-hmm. that tw- Twitter would facilitate anonymity, but you would have to pay for it, and that that would eliminate like ninety nine percent of the troll accounts on Twitter. Um, uh, so, you know, if, if, uh, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Sundance at the last refuge, you know, he's famously anonymous, right? Uh, if he wants to maintain this anonymity, then he can, he can pay $5 a month. And, and I think that that, that would probably fix the discourse like overnight on, on Twitter. Um, but, um, so I think that there are ideas out there. Uh, that have been floating around for a long time about how to how to fix Twitter. It's it ultimately though it winds up becoming what's the problem that they're trying to solve, and uh, I think that when you see things like the actions that Twitter have ha- had again, if you go to the lower right hand corner of the Duke report, there's an article that I wrote 15 years ago called "The Seven Things That You Need to Know uh, in Order to Make Your Creative Project a Success." George and I have talked about it cut for hours on different channels. And taken, I've taken George through the process, but you can kind of use that as a rubric for looking at the way that people are looking at uh, uh, coming up with decisions. Because ultimately, what the seven questions wind up uh, becoming is the the uh, the benchmarks that people use in order to make creative decisions. So the seven things that you need to know are: what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Uh, how are you going to measure your success? And then positioning, which is for this audience, the, na- the uh, this thing uh, is something that competes in this category that delivers the major benefit that, uh, uh, as opposed to the competitor. So you got seven kind of like touch points, and so you can look at companies and you can look at the decisions that they're making about things. And if you understand that um, th- they're trying to solve a problem and that they're measuring it and that they uh, are addressing a certain audience with a certain uh, with, with something that's named a certain thing that operates in a certain category that has a certain major benefit that has certain competitors in, in the idea space, um, then you can kind of figure that out. So 
Um, that's why I think that, you know, when Twitter started, you, you know, when the Section 230, bring it back to the beginning of the conversation, when Section 230 wasn't really addressed by the government in a way that you would think would be just kind of a, a, a duh moment, uh, then you need to start kind of uh, working backwards uh, and trying to figure out, well, what, what are the heuristics that they're actually using? Um, and, you know, people on the right, for whatever reason, whatever, the right, um, whatever reason, they, they, they don't like, they like to pretend like they're not jumping to conclusions about things. Uh, but the fact is, is that if you're using the rubric, you can kind of figure things out. Um, and I don't know if I've answered your question or not, because I've, I've, I've spurred out into a bird walk. <laughs> well, uh, who, who wants to pick next from the Duke We could do this all day, but uh, we'll only do it for probably, well, another, uh, you know, I, I guess, yeah. I guess my comment is, uh, I don't, I don't want a game, the Duke report. I want yeah. new journalists, um, I want new journalists, undiscovered journalists, great new talents to surface. I want the Tommy Kerrigan's and the Eddie Adzes to bubble up. You know, I want new voices uh, to be discovered. And I think one of the things Jack Dorsey said at Twitter before Musk, you know, this whole thing was that centralization kind of uh, the way they ran it defeated discovery. Um, and tended toward, uh, like, uh, you know, clustering around the big stars. So if you were Ali, you know, at Ali, and you were one of the first, you know, names on the internet, you got a lot of traffic, but you you weren't necessarily writing great think pieces. You were just posting a lot, and you had a great three-letter early, you know, name. And so what I like about curation uh, and curating by someone who's a thoughtful curator like uh, Peter and, and producer Carrie uh, is that, that you get this, it, it, it's not necessarily a totally blind curation. Like, you know, we're going to promote everybody who's good. But at least it's it's some kind of way to beat the algorithm, you know. It's, yeah, it's something. yeah, and that, yeah, and that's the, that's the entire point. Is that is that if people are depending on social media for uh, getting recommendations, and the whole thing is gamed. There was a great um, video that was put up by um, Melissa Dykes uh, last week. Uh, uh, her company, True Stream Media, is featured on the Duke Report. And um, it was talking, and she's talking about how the the internet is shrinking, and what she means by that is that the algorithms are being tuned to the point where it's putting people into cul-de-sacs, and they're not getting the information that they need to get. And she kind of deep dives on that. That and this is a housing crisis was something that we featured uh, this week. Uh, also, this is they are prolific. True Stream Media they 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 pump the videos out, and. Um, and so the it's uh, it's the one on the far right there. Where did the rest of the internet go? Um, we'll get it up there, yeah. Yeah, we'll get it up there in the a second. The old ads here. I don't know that I'll play the sound. We'll just play uh, the graphics. I'll, I'll show the high, highlight the graphics here. Truth Dream Media, another one I didn't know. 
Yeah, they they have tons of incredible content. They just finished doing a 10-part, 10-hour series on basically the financial uh, capture of Western civilization uh, uh, going back a a couple of hundred years, but really great information. They do really thoughtful, deep-dive stuff, and it's really, really uh, great to watch. Um. Cool. So, so there's that. If, but if you know, if you go back to the uh, the Duke report for a second, and you go under books, you'll find out under books uh, that the uh, second uh, link there under books. Mm-hmm. There here, uh, second link under books is Tommy Kerrigan. Oh, there's Tommy Kerrigan. Look at that. Okay. okay. All right. So Tommy wrote a book. No, no, but these are these are <laughs> these are Tommy's recommendations. So, okay. for for people that are new to nice. uh, the the uh, let's let's call it revisionist history uh, that we're all living in, uh, this is Tommy's recommended uh, a group of books. So, mm-hmm. I, so uh, yeah. Have you so, interviewed Russ Baker, Tommy? No, I, he will not respond to any emails. I've been harassing him for two years now. Huh. Have you interviewed D- David Talbot? None of these people will respond to me. Okay. <laughs> Which sucks. Walk it away, Tommy. One of these days, the I'll, I'll get him eventually. These would all be great interviews. No. Sorry, yeah. uh, they would. No, I'd, I'd, I'd happily interview him. All. I, you know, Russ Baker knows uh, uh, Jack Deloria at uh, Consortium News. Pretty good. And uh, what's the second book there? Tomorrow the World. It's Birth of U.S. Global Supremacy. Like who wrote that? Stephen Wertheim. Wertheim. It's it's kind of the, it's the idea that we all have this. I know. Well, at least I did. Had an idea that we built up this massive war machine during World War II, and then afterwards, it was almost like we didn't know how to wind it down, and that plus the rise of the Soviet Union, which kind of led to us building this military-industrial complex. And that book actually kind of lays out how even before we got into the war, we were already kind of divvying up the world. We were just waiting for a reason to get in, and yet all these guys kind of approaching FDR, and they're, you know, it's all the true believers. They're like, listen, like, you know, in the way only like white guys in the forties could say, they're like, listen, we have to like domesticate the savages around the world. Like we, we need American bases around the world. And it's less of a, we won world war two and had all this momentum and just kind of kept it going. And instead the, the take on it is, is like, no, no, no. Like we decided that we were going to be the global hegemons during the war. And we were really kind of going back and forth deciding whether or not it was beneficial to go intervene or just let them all kind of go at each other. It, it's, it's, it's the same history with just kind of a different angle. Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah. And what's the fourth book? Um, Gangster. Just back Gangster. on the screen there, but Tommy, when are you going to write a book? <laughs> Careful here. We'll, uh, we'll have you writing a book here any day. Uh, George is going to be my ghostwriter. <laughs> no, I'm going to be your ghost prodder. No, you know, like I, I made Eddie Ed's life miserable until he wrote a book, and then he you're wrote a second be, book. You're going to be my ghost. You're going to write the Gangsters of Capitalism. The Gangsters of Smedley Butler, The Marines, and the Making and Breaking of America's Empire, Jonathan M. Katz. Yeah. 
it's uh, not so much the breaking. It really is the construction of it. Whereas the plot to seize the White House was about how like the DuPonts, the Rockefellers, and a whole bunch of other rich guys tried to get Smedley Butler to use the uh, disgruntled bonus army, a bunch of veterans from World War One who didn't get their bonuses. They wanted him to lead all of them on the White House, remove FDR, Smedley would be made the king of America and would act as a front man for this wealthy cabal. And in reality, they hated FDR because he was getting rid of the gold standard. That's about Smedley kind of later in life. And that's what everyone knows about him. Gangsters capitalism goes all the way back to the turn of the century. And it really is beyond any shadow of a doubt where it's like, you know, we look at the Dulles brothers and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know, the State Department, the CIA, the banking system. It was all, it's all just this revolving door of, hey, we got to have a war. And, you know, what a coincidence. Like, America has interest there. But I guess while we're here, we might as well build factories. This, this brings it back 60 years prior. And it's like, no, dude, like back before like the Model Ts were even like shitting around New York City. It was the same things. We'd go somewhere, we'd be like, man, we would really like a factory there. And next thing you know, it's, we just got to send in the Marines. Like, we have no other choice. And it's, hey, there's a lot of like rubber trees there. And it was like, you don't say, well, we were just thinking about shelling this town anyway. And it was like, <laughs> you go back and you're like, oh, dude, because when you hear like Eisenhower give the military industrial complex speech, you then go 28 years back and you see Smedley giving the same speech and you go, oh, it's older than I thought. Well, I, 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 I can go, when you're talking about marching on Washington, they were taking over Washington after Andrew Jackson won the Battle of New Orleans. Congress hadn't paid his army in two years. And he said, hey, we're, the war is over. We need to, we need to go home now. And they, they, weren't, they weren't sending money. And so he decided that in order to keep his army from, A, killing him and B, rioting, that he would just start marching towards Washington, D.C. So he started marching the the, the army uh, in New Orleans towards Washington, D.C. And it was when he got to Georgia that he figured out that um, that he could just give his army the land that had been promised to the Cherokee that were in Georgia. And and and, and kick, it's more fun. Pick up a sorry. <laughs> Like Cherokee out of Georgia, but but this is the exact same scenario. The Congress hadn't paid the army, and if if and everybody in D.C. was going, what are we going to do if if you know instead of crossing the Rubicon, he was going to go across the Potomac with yeah. his army, and uh, they needed to take care of it. And so when he came up with this compromise solution, which was I'm going to give my army the land that belongs to the Indians in Georgia that was promised to them by the United States Congress. The Congress said to the Cherokee, sorry about that. You're going to just have to give him the land. Yeah. And that was it's, the way that ended. Yeah. And, and like, but it's like you keep, you keep going back farther and you're like, you're like, well, who, it's almost like a, like a Bible story where it's like, you know, this guy begat this guy begat that. You keep going back. You're like, oh, so the military, you go, oh, it started with JFK's assassination. Well, no, no, no. Eisenhower gave the speech three years prior. Oh, so it started there. No, Smedley gave the, the wars of racket speech 27 years before that. Oh, so it started in 1933. Well, no, it was kind of like the Zimmerman telegram. We kind of got ourselves. In, oh, so no, no, oh, no, actually, no, it was the USS Maine being blown up in 1898. Oh, so that's actually, it was like, 15 years before that and then you go back to that and then they're like 
those guys in the 1880s are telling stories about like, listen, you and I both know bankers have run this place for the last century. And you're like, how? If just from the ground, the ground. And I said this to Dr. Malone on our podcast. I said, it's a lot like if you had like a security camera in your own house or your own apartment. And like you came home from work one day and like all the pillows were shredded. And you looked at the security camera and you saw that it was the cat. It doesn't bring the pillows back. It doesn't make the cat any more disciplined. And it really doesn't make the situation any better. But at least you know now what happened. And there's something there. So if you read those five books, it doesn't make the situation better. You can't go back in time. You realize that the demons have the world by the balls. But now you know? I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like Dick Cheney sitting you down and going, listen, we had to do 9-11. And you're like, well, now there's no doubt. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make my Tuesday any better. Yeah, and, and 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 frankly, that's one of the issues that uh producer Carrie and I were talking about uh this weekend about the Duke report. We were we were trying to figure out is the Duke report too depressing? You know, it's like we've got some, we've got some comedians over on the right side there and you've got a great sense of humor, but a lot of this stuff is like it, it really is a big black pill. No, it, it's it's not. I would say George's Twitter and the Duke report, it's kind of like, you know, when like the family's not home and they just don't want to deal with kids. So they just put out the, the bucket of candy on Halloween and they say, take one. <laughs> you guys are just putting out a bucket of red pills. Listen, if you take handfuls and get sick, if you eat all the Reese's in one night and puke, that's on you, kid. That's you just learned a hard lesson in responsibility. If you try to take down the entire history of the intelligence apparatus in one go, you're going to crawl into a bottle and drink yourself stupid. Take it, read one of them, and then just go watch the Kardashians for a month. Let your brain level out again, and then take another red pill. But you can't drink all the alcohol in one night. You can't take all the red pills in one night. If you go through all of George's Twitter and all of the Duke report in one evening... Yeah, you're going to go into Comet Pizza with a machine gun thinking that you're saving, like, the babies from the tunnels. But you got to just baby steps. Baby steps, you know? You can't That's Jack Prasovic. Yeah. That's Jack Prasovic's story, by the way. Oh, really? I, I, I met Tim Alapanis. I thought he was the brother of uh, the other Alapanis who was doing a universal vaccine. But but there is the comedy stylings of Tommy <laughs> Kerrigan. And, oh, by the way, I believe that this is tremendously empowering and this is beating the day, uh, deep state without really trying. That's what I want to call my blog is kicking the deep state's, deep state's ass without really putting a lot of effort into it, you know? So, so there's your uh, ray of hope, Peter, um, how to beat this deep state with, without really trying. Well, the Duke Report is an essential tool in in that uh, in that fight against the deep state. I thought we might have time for one more story, but maybe we should just do shirts, Peter, because I think the shirts are more important and cooler. And I was going to say, people have been giving me a hard time about my wardrobe. You know, everything, it's always a busy day. If anyone out there would like to donate uh, a bundle of Duke Report shirts to the studio here, and that could kind of be like our uniform. So we don't have to think about it. It's just like, all right, there you go. here, put a Duke Report shirt on. You, you, are now, you are now seeing what we were just rallying against. You're seeing the very birth of the revolving door. Whether it happens with Congress in 1880 or now on this podcast, you're, you're seeing the people at the top going, 
we'll buy the Duke Report shirts. You keep shilling our work. This is how the military industrial complex gets started. It starts with Duke Report hoodies. It ends with us raping all of Africa. <laughs> Be the change you well, want to see in the world. Okay, well, if you don't want to buy a shirt, just buy me or, a or coffee. You, or, you can, or you can buy it. I mean, I'm not trying to like shit on your business or go buy a shirt. I would, <laughs> what business? I, I don't yeah, I see a business. I I need a new hoodie. You do it would, I'll wear it. It would be nice if it was a business. Yes, it would be. Yes, yeah, somebody buy Aaron a hoodie. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great for sure. But the we'll other hoodies here uh, uh, at the Duke of Portani, you have hoodies too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or was it, didn't you? No, yeah, Tommy, I, Tommy's yeah. got amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I designed all my stuff. I think my stores, ironically enough, it's been up for like four years. And after we did our last podcast, uh, Shopify froze it. <laughs> And this, I think it kind of violated some. I don't really? think it was the podcast. I think it was the Mind Snuggles hoodie I made. It was supposed to be a take on like Mind Conf, but instead of the eagle, it was a teddy bear. And it just said Mind Snuggles and it was written in like that German. I think they, it was all the Nazis and everything. I should have pivoted and said it was about Azov. It's you can plug it. Hopefully, I'll be able to get it back up. Um, <laughs> you said it was about as of you to triple your sales. Yeah, geez, that's all you had to do is just put the little blue in <laughs> my ass off. Mine, mine as off. It's uh, yeah. Joy, George, was, George, where are you? Just curious. Uh, I'm in Slovenia now. I was uh, I was in Croatia earlier today, and uh, we yeah. I, I love border crossings, you know, and getting my passport checked and there's all sorts of trolls that say i'm a you know whatever and you know so it's always interesting when but we're doing this we're doing the thing yeah no it's been fun I, you know i i got a lot of great supporters i did what peter duke told me to do was publish my paypal link and i didn't even know what it was <laughs> so six years later after doing this i finally published a paypal link and uh you know it works peter thank you um well good so, yeah but, yeah it's good it's, it's good and I, I i here's why i think the the duke report is a good kind of uniform for beating the dave the deep state on like six minutes a day i like these kind of like tim ferris things where you know, like how to have absolutely you know, amazing abs in six minutes. You know, the the six minute workout. You know who Tim Ferriss is? Uh, yeah, but Tommy. Yeah, but that sounds like it's, you can't get abs in six minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, Eddie has been be informed about today's news. Yeah, but but but, 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 for, but, but for every person who wishes they would, they'll send you twenty nine dollars and. And my, oh, point, my point here is that kicking the deep state's ass in six minutes a day or less. Yeah. You know, I like that. And the Duke report is one of those kind of things where you go, look, I don't have time to like red pill you. Okay. I'm just getting you a coffee. You know, you just came into my coffee place. I don't have time to red pill you. But I have this shirt that says the Duke Report, okay? And, and, you know, if I, I'm giving you hints here, bro. You know, if you don't pick up what I'm putting down, I'm not going to be, you know, like dragging your ass over the line here. 
I, I, you, and hit the nail on the head. I mean, one of the things that's a great utility about it is that I don't spend a lot of time explaining things to people anymore. I tell them that I built the website. If you want to find out what's going on, here it is. I'm not going to force you to go look at it. Um, but if you're getting your news from CNN or Fox News, you you don't know what's going on. And if right. you want to if you want to know what's going on, go look at the Duke report. And I'm pick pick any story. I don't care which one you pick. Maybe. Maybe we should stop trying to act like we're better than the deep state and instead just start campaigning that we should be the deep state. <laughs> like stop trying to be above it and be like, listen, we will institute such a better global dictatorship than this. We'll put so many we will put so many more Uyghurs in concentration camps. You won't even know what hits you. There we will censor every there will be no internet, daily EMP blasts, vaccines every morning, everything. <laughs> You have to get abortions, but at the same time, you go to jail for not just pure hypernormalization. Just I, I dial it Henry, up to 12. Henry Kissinger is very frustrated with his current team. I, I'm sure he's looking for replacements. Uh, with a deeper uh, state. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> the deeper I mean, state I mean, Tommy that, George. <laughs> that, that would be like, that, that's, well, I think that what you're describing is probably the only direction that comedy can go in right now, right? It's yeah. like. It's like after after you've got the Harry Potter dancing uh, director of disinformation, yeah, and, uh, singing and dancing. Like the only thing that you can really do is kind of like figure out how you double down on that, right? You know, in a way, it's kind of how we won World War II. Like if you really want to walk this out, like we'll just do the most evil thing we can. We'll vaporize a whole city. Like, talk about wonder weapons. Like, oh, we'll we'll dial it up a notch. Like, this is going to be wonderful. Like, the land of the rising sun, we literally did a second rising sun. And then we did it twice. Like, maybe you just got to dial it up to 11. Be like... <laughs> uh, thank you. Well, let's start, let's you start with any more comments. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. before we go all the way to 11... Please just buy a Duke Report t-shirt and wear it to your local coffee shop and see if people get the hint. And if they don't get the hint within one week, then we dial this shit up to 11. We'll dial it up. I think our, our slogan should be nobody, no choice. And that's our depopulation <laughs> campaign. Everybody's happy. No taxes, no censorship, because every no carbon footprint, zero. Everybody is happy. Nobody. Get, give no me half choice. an hour and there's no, no, nobody, no choice t-shirt. No, nobody, no choice. That means no Republicans, you'll be happy. Nobody on welfare. No more abortions. No more censorship. Liberals, you'll be happy. There will be no more, I don't know, forced births. There'll be no more discrimination. There can't be racism. There can't be inner city disparities. Nobody, no choice, no carbon footprint. That's our campaign, the deeper state. Peter, uh, before we uh, let you we'll give you the, the final word here, Peter, on the Duke Report today, uh, just uh, two great uh, Duke Report contributors with George and Tommy riding along. Of course, you can find their, their stuff on the Duke Report. Uh, maybe I'll play us out with George's Twitter, uh, his most recent Twitter from Croatia, so I'll play us out with that. Uh, but if you... Uh, any final remarks? I mean, I guess, you know, we've had a lot of final remarks. <laughs> no, Peter, and where we could let Tommy you know, <laughs> Marks close us out, of course, right? Uh, but here are the shirts. Somebody please buy me a shirt. I will wear it as a uniform uh, so that I can, you know, not get yelled at about my wardrobe here in the studio anymore. And uh, no yeah. uh, Peter, what do you think? Uh, 
I'm, I, I'm speechless. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go. I'm going to tell everybody what I what I always say when I'm signing out, which is uh, go old school, bookmark this thing, and share it with your friends because uh, social media is all about censorship. And if you're not, if you're not spreading this information through your own personal network, it's probably not going to get out there. So that's that's my message. Awesome. Nobody Thank you, Peter, and we'll see, uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. We'll see Peter Thursday. Again, he's Tuesdays and Thursdays, the Duke Report at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern. Uh, and we're going to play George Webb's most recent Twitter video from Croatia here on the way out. And uh, thank you, Tommy. Thank you, George. Thank you all for being here. Thank Thanks, you Tommy. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, 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 Nobody, no choice. You can see that when Tito falls after the Soviet Union, that's when the pizza cutting of of Yugoslavia starts NATO sponsored obviously a big a big sponsor of Russia right strong relationship with Russia we'll cut the top of Serbia off we'll cut the bottom off Ovadinia off the top Kosovo off the bottom the, the Croats start the war with the Slovenians the first breakaway republic then we have the 9-11 hijacker crew the Mujahideen right same people that worked all the way back with uh, Osama bin Laden back in Afghanistan. Those guys, the Kofor Black guys, right? The big new Brzezinski guys, Kofor Black guys, come here and start doing attacks on Milosevic to try to encourage a war, to try to encourage a war. And then uh, Srebrenica happens after that. So I'm not saying Srebrenica didn't happen, but it happened after these 9-11 guys. We don't know their history. Who gave him the KL-43s? Remember Ali North had the KL-43? Who was his boss? Al Haig. Al Haig with Iran-Contra, KL-43s. That was the laptop. What did they move to in 1999 when they went to Kosovo? The Blackberry. The Blackberry. You follow the devices, it unwinds history. It unwinds NATO's activities. It unwinds history. All the way till now. All the way to Hunter Biden and Kofor Black and Burisma and Kolomoisky now. The bio agents now, all the way through the last 40 years, if you just follow the KL-43s until they cut over to the Blackberries, and then the Blackberries tell the story until they move to the green zone phones right now. Ah!